You're listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast, a short daily podcast that answers the questions you're asking with the hope that it would help you believe Jesus is more. Here's Austin Connor. So I'm on a stool here in my closet at my house, ready to get to our question for the day on the Veritas Daily Podcast. Here's the question. How do we find hope in what seems to be a hopeless situation? I'm really, really glad somebody asked this question, and I want to start out with a story. In 2003, Steve Jobs was presented with what seemed to be a hopeless situation. He got diagnosed with a serious, rare, and really lethal form of pancreatic cancer. But the good news was that this form of cancer was almost always treatable, provided that you got surgery immediately to remove the tumor. But Steve Jobs refused. Instead, he decided to trust himself. You see, for the next nine months, he decided to try and keep to a strict vegan diet with large quantities of fresh carrot, fruit juices, all sorts of stuff like that. And the entire time, his friends and his family, they were pleading with him to listen to the doctors, to get the surgery. But Jobs refused. Finally, after nine months, he consented, finally, to have the doctors remove part of his pancreas, but by that time, it was, it was too late. You see, during the surgery, the doctors found that that cancer had spread, and Steve Jobs, he would never again be cancer-free, and just over eight years later, he was dead at the age of 56. You see, I tell that story because just like Steve Jobs, you and I are also facing all sorts of seemingly hopeless situations. Your graduation's been canceled, the job or internship has been taken off the table, summer and maybe even fall plans are in jeopardy. And let's add to that the rising number of corona infections, the growing unemployment rates, the uncertainty of the financial markets, the overwhelming of hospitals. I could go on, but you get the point. Here's the deal. I don't want us to be like Steve Jobs. I don't want us to take matters into our own hands, to to look to ourselves or others for hope. I want us to look for hope in Jesus. You see, hope isn't found in diets or doctors or nurses or vaccines or Netflix or exercise or alcohol or sex or jobs or internships or resumes. No, hope is found in Jesus. Now, I know many, many of us know that in our heads, but if you're like me, so often your heart, it doesn't buy it and life seems completely hopeless. And so when we're in those places, man, what do we do? How do we find hope? Well, I think we do two things. We look backwards and we look forwards. We look backwards. There's a passage in the New Testament book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You see, in that verse, it said that the death and the resurrection of Jesus is the means by which Christians now, right now, have access to a living hope. It's Jesus. You see, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, it's something that happened in the past. That can't be undone. It's happened. It's not going to change. And so we look backwards when we're facing hopeless situations, but we also look forwards. A little bit later in that same book, 1 Peter 1, chapter 1, verse 13, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
You see, that phrase, revelation of Jesus Christ, it's a reference to the end of the biblical story, the day that Jesus comes back to completely remove all the sin and all the death and all the pain and all the sorrow from this earth. Now, they, that day, it hasn't happened yet, but it's coming. And Peter tells us to set our hope fully on the grace that will be given to us on that future day. You see, to be sure, we have received grace in Jesus today, but that's just an appetizer. The best is yet to come. I once heard of a funeral where the woman in the casket, she had a fork in her hand. Why a fork? Well, as the pastor explained during the eulogy, every time she went out to eat at a restaurant as a kid, her favorite part of the meal was when the waiter would ask, would you like some dessert? And of course, for her, right, the answer was always yes. And so the waiter would clear off the table and would leave one fork right in front of her. And that fork was her reminder that the best was yet to come. And so uh, back to the day of her death at her funeral, when the people walked by that casket and saw the fork in her hand, she wanted everyone to know that even though she just died, that wasn't the end of her story. She wanted everyone to know that because her hope was in Jesus, the best was yet to come. See, here's the deal. We're in unprecedented territory. Nobody knows how long this quarantine's going to last. Nobody knows how many lives are going to be lost. Nobody knows the long-term impacts of this on our society. I don't know all of the hopeless situations that you're facing today. I don't know how long they're going to last. I don't know when or if they'll get any better. But I do know that hope is found in Jesus. And so as you gear up for today, wherever you find yourself, whatever you have on your to-do list or whatever you don't have on your to-do list, look backwards, remembering that the death and the resurrection of Jesus connects us to a living hope, but then also look forwards, remembering that the best is yet to come. Thanks so much for tuning in to this Veritas Daily Podcast. If you are encouraged by this message, I encourage you to give us a good rating and also maybe share this with a friend that you think would benefit spiritually from. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.